0: i close my eyes, I ain't good what seasons I see.
1: Salute, 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 salute to the king. To the king, baby face. That was after seven. Only think of you on two occasions. Well, two occasions. (laughs) Welcome back to another week. Better than you, Paul, I was out last week. Appreciate the fellas for holding it down. You know what it is. Uh, Let's go around the room real quick. B, what's good? Man, I got no complaints. Go ahead, Joe.
2: Did I just, ahead. No, my, 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 but I was about to say, actually, you, were, you weren't out last week. No, uh, no I wasn't, he wasn't. I was <laughs> about to get to that. I well, was going to yeah. get to that. The week When you jumped <laughs> in, I
1: was like, damn, did I miss last week or did I miss the I normal know. day we were My day was oh, here, yeah. It's been
0: a long It's been a long night. Like I said, we'll talk about it later. It's been a long night. No, no problem. Yeah, you no, know, it's all good here, man. All I do is work and stay home. I'm going to be real with you, though, yo. I'm starting to realize that um, a couple of things, man. First off, I mean, me and Joe, I know we was talking about this earlier. Our ambiance is starting to matter a little bit more because, like, we're home. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the the the, the routines are monotonous. So we got to, like, kind of create a, a vibe for ourselves to, like, make us feel better. Because I think it's been affecting me. I've been snapping on people and shit, I think. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I'm finding, like... It seems like every day I'm finding out somebody I know it passed or is in the hospital and shit like that. And I think that's starting to affect me, too. And I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know that there's a lot going on and it's it's all weird. You know what I mean? And I know I've been snappy. I know that. I mean, I've heard it from people, but also I actually know. You know what I'm saying? I told this dude that my job I was going to fuck him up the other day. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't <laughs> Philly, act like
1: that. Philly style.
0: Yeah. Like I, can't, <laughs> I can't act like that. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's just wild shit like that. We got to get it together, though. I mean, well, I do. And and I know that it may be affecting other people. And um, one trick that I know, like, I know, you know what I mean? Like, this is just me intro and, and all the rest of that. But one trick that I know mm-hmm. is, is changing your environment every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, just, just seeing different things you know what i mean sunlight helps i mean i i burn candles you know what i mean that's the thing change the sense like just change the environment make it happier add colors you know what i mean just a shit like that that's all that's my intro though what's up joe
2: oh man uh, i'm chilling man and working from home is pretty cool uh I, I guess but you know i was just thinking it's been like about 40 days since i've been into work and uh I've been doing some things, but the time kind of, I don't know, kind of like this it's flying by, but it's not at the same time. It's, it's weird. Like, it don't feel like 40 days to me, but it kind of does. Also, I don't know, but like you said, with the ambiance and stuff, I definitely need to get some more candles because um, yeah. I done burned through all the ones I had. And uh, I'm just trying to get like my lighting right and trying to Actually decorate this uh, space a little more, cause I'm I'm pretty minimal with it, you know, just a mm-hmm. couple like pictures up, this that, whatever, and some furniture and shit. But it's like just being here, it's like damn, it's kind of like a little drab up in here. So I'm just trying to get my little space right. And like I was saying to you, man, I don't know when going back to work. I mean, especially being um up here in Jersey and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like they're going to take it take it slow. Everybody taking their cues from... uh um, seem like everybody pretty, pretty much taking their cues from... Uh, Cuomo. Cuomo, yeah, Governor New York and stuff. He seemed to be the big dog up here handling that. And I know that they're going to keep this shit intact at least into June. I'm thinking maybe up to July, you know, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to take this time get this space right. And even when I get back to work, I think I'll be better for it. I'll come home to... Uh, to a, to a better space than I'm used to, so it's all for the good, I mean, except for, you know, of course, the lives lost and people affected financially and all that shit, but, you know, God bless.
1: Well, <clears throat> I've been, I mean, just to echo what y'all been saying, I've just been maintaining um same routine day in, day out, kids get their work done, me and the wife commandeering the dining room table for you know, our day-to-day biz, our day-to-day biz, I actually went into work today for half a day, I just had to take care of some stuff, but other than that, nah, it's just been, you know, i just been chilling, I mean, but to B's point, we did go out this weekend, um, the family, I just had to get everybody out the house, you know, my son mm-hmm. being a 16-year-old, he's just like a damn, you know, uh, a migrant in his room, just playing his video game, the girls will go outside and do a couple different things, so I was like, you know, I gotta get the family together and just go to the park and thankfully we have a couple like uh, botanical gardens and things down here and it was a good time you know everybody was out people had their mask on everybody maintained respectful distances or moved mm-hmm. to the side if he was walking out so it was, was respect it was it was real respectful out there like I felt okay you know I got little kids you know they want to get antsy or whatever not nah, everybody was cool everybody respected everybody's space so I thought it was cool and we had a good time just to get out and do something different like you speaking to what you said or just seeing getting a different scene as opposed to inside yeah. of your house or your backyard or whatever. It's important. Well so. But Monday, we were well, you know what? We should probably start at what was that Saturday that happened that we got yeah, to, man. let's start yes, with, man. let's start on Saturday. Let's start with Saturday first. Highly anticipated battle after Babyface uh and his family got past uh being infected with COVID nineteen. The highly anticipated battle or versus we'll just say of teddy riley and babyface we were all tuned in saturday we were ready to go we watched wow. teddy riley go through a 30 minute sound check before before and i stress before babyface even came on the live to begin with and then insanity ensued and the memes soon follow i don't know who wants to take it Man, and describe it.
2: But... let me start off a little <laughs> sound right like uh I say this, man. I, I was hurt when the when the when it first got like postponed and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so so when when it's like oh Saturday is on, it's about to be on. Nigga was very excited about it, and like you said, Teddy was on there first, and he had his whole like uh, production. shit he had he had the whole production shit that the a nigga nigga was set up, and um he was playing shit and shit sounded good. He was hyped. He had his people there with him, and uh, everything sounded good, but then. When he had to, you know, have a babyface join that live, all kinds of fucking audio issues happened. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And uh, I guess it could have been unforeseen by him because the shit was sounding so clean beforehand. But um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the story of Saturday night. It was a lot of echoes and just uh, poor sound quality coming out of uh, Teddy Riley's like massive like setup to like go in and shit. And, it's like and, and and like you said, the memes this was wild because you had Teddy up there and his man's and then they was dancing, they was grooving cause they in the room, they hearing the music perfect, you know what I'm saying? But everybody on the live is looking at these niggas crazy cause this shit sound like garbage. And right wow. there but right there below him you had babyface looking cool as shit, just sitting there by himself, and uh shit man, like fucking Teddy started off with the show. You know what I'm saying? With his hype, but the sound was so shit, niggas couldn't even like enjoy it. the niggas dancing hard. It was just hilarious. And then Babyface came in there smooth, like, oh man, you know you did that, John. He was he was you had to be a kid when you did that. And, but you know what? You know to do started off with the ladies, this nigga had this champagne. He had he was full babyface mode, you know what I'm saying? The coolest nigga. And he played two occasions, which was like the fucking jump off and shit. But yeah, I mean the story of that first night was just uh the sound quality was so shit that uh that Swiss, <laughs> Swiss had to be like, yo man, we gotta shut it down. Niggas played about three tracks or whatever. Babyface this with two occasions, and he hit us with uh, two Bobby Brown joints, "Don't Be Cruel" and uh, uh, every little step. And then it was like I was hoping the shit was gonna come back, but it didn't. You know what I'm saying? So that was a story that Saturday night. It was just yeah. too much, too much going on with Teddy set up, and Swiss was like, nah, niggas is you know too much of legends that had this shit be so raggedy, so they shut it down.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Joe basically broke that shit down. I mean, shit was kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: the sound was horrible. Um, you know what I mean? So we couldn't really get into the groove. You kind of, like, wanted Teddy to get off. You know what I mean? He was trying to will the sound to be better, and it just wasn't It wasn't getting across. And Babyface was straight sunning him and and, and just being cool. And, you know what I mean? He was you really don't get to see that from baby face too often. Now you just got to see like how cool this nigga was. And that was kind of dope. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the funniest part about that night was after that Swiss and Timbo get Timbo. on live. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and Swiss was like, yo, uh, uh he, he was, he would say all oh, types of shit. He was like, less is, is more. Then <laughs> he was like, yo, Teddy going fire all the niggas to ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit like that was kind of funny. But other than that, like really, the best part of that night was the memes. Nobody really thought that that we were ever going to hear from Babyface again after that. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. pulled him, we pulled him out, and then we thought it was going to be over. And it's just, you know what I mean? Like so, he he blessed us again, which was kind of cool. But yeah, that that's as far as Saturday night went.
1: Yeah, and um, before we move on, one thing Joe forgot that um they he messed up then they started again and played the same three songs again and was still jacked up like teddy was just a mess but shout out to uh (laughs) his hype man who's actually kind of well known in the industry breon scott who's jamie Foxx's manager we was clowning his ass to the point he shut his phone off and wasn't accepting no more calls or texts or anything but that shit was funny but move on it got rescheduled to monday which i did not see i did catch some of the highlights though i did not see it on monday but i'll leave i don't know b i'll go to you what was the setup and what did it look like going into monday after the debacle on saturday
0: niggas was all in a room yo babyface was basically in the same room um Mm -hmm. that he was in before and then this time teddy riley was just in a room and the way they did it is they ran their sound all through babyface's side you know what i mean Mm. so um Sound quality was was a lot better. I think it was equal sound quality. Joe, would you agree on that?
2: They had both um, had
0: equal sound quality.
2: Yeah, I feel like face might have came through a little bit cleaner, but it was a little pretty bit. Damn, but it, it was wasn't pretty close. Yeah, yeah it
0: was solid. Yeah. yeah, And I, you know, I just it was. A, I feel like it was a great night for music. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, for these types of things, like I don't have huge takes. I'll be honest with you. I just thought it was a a great night for music. I, I, you know, like I wanted to hear the songs, um, things that we didn't really get to hear, uh, or don't get to hear all the time, or we forget is out there. We forget that they made it. You know what I mean? And I thought that was that was kind of the dope part of it with me. But you know, I'll leave the rest of that up to y'all. I just thought it was an amazing night for everything. uh, You know, for everything that we got. And I mean, in my mind, I thought Babyface clearly won. Saturday, even though it wasn't a full day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if like and and I know that people are saying baby phase one on um Monday was the last night or the end? Monday Monday, but mm-hmm. I don't know that you know what I'm saying like i I don't know that I just know that it was a lot of good music,
2: yeah, I mean from um so I want to add from like the whole thing like uh after Saturday, you know, what I'm saying Saturday people was you know definitely tuned in, but the fact that it got fucked up. So I'm thinking anybody that wasn't up on the fact that it was on Saturday definitely got the extra word that shit was going to be on Monday. And so like, I feel like everybody that got a piece of that uh, on Saturday. If they was able to tune in Monday, they tuned in, plus how many more. And the fact was they got up to like about 400k like off rip and mm-hmm. the shit was just too much for like the fucking Instagram app apparently. Even though Instagrams uh, one of Instagram's uh, official Twitter pages went up there and actually uh, made a tweet. I didn't see the tweet where they said you should go to the um, to the desktop app and they'll let you do the live from there because it was just that crazy. So some folks got in like that, and a lot of us um, shit. We ended up having to go to like fucking YouTube to check it. I was I was tight, man. I couldn't get into the shit, and then Brian hit me with the YouTube link where niggas were streaming it, and um, you listen, you hear Swiss tell it, fucking. They said they had like about a million, four
1: about,
2: million. Yeah, about a million at damn near any time, and about four million that actually flowed flowed through the shit. You know, either they stayed for a little bit and they left this or whatever. So, I mean, the shit was like massive. And uh, like Brian said, there's not really too many big takes to take from it. I think that babyface won uh, personally. Well, could, probably because I'm. It's, like, it's funny. I'm a big ass Teddy Riley fan. Like I play a lot of like New Jack Swing shit on like the regular before this, but just the fact that like Face was coming in, I had to revisit like all the shit I because <laughs> Like I said, y'all niggas will make fun of me a little bit for not being the hip hop head. That yeah. that either one of y'all are, and even Anthony and shit. Cause like even when niggas was in their hip hop shit, I was still like on my little R and B shit. Like niggas was listen to niggas probably listen to Wu Tag. I'm walking around my headphones on, <coughs> singing fucking uh, Boyz II Men 2 and shit. Wow. Water, Red, Drown, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? So when it came to face, I just wanted to hear the course of two Tevin Campbell joints you gotta play, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear, uh, he played two of, the, two of the Boyz II Men joints I wanted to hear, of course, he was with My, My, My. I had to hear Red Light Special. He threw some Tony. It was, a, it was a good mix, but like Brian said, Teddy Riley played some good-ass music too, so it was kind of more how you feel, about like the particular track, you know what I'm saying? But I, I say that babyface won because babyface smooth as shit. And uh as much of a showman as I always think Teddy Riley is, fucking babyface just being so cool and like just sunning them, not really disrespectfully, but just the fact that <laughs> it, it was disrespectful, my nigga.
1: But, but <laughs> call, he called them he called them young man. Yeah, that, <laughs> he was like, what did you do Would you would you made that how did <laughs> you made that? Would you
0: like nine? It was. The, nigga said, the nigga said, yo, I know the people who made this it song. Oh, that, that and was it, the, was and then he said, yeah, and then he, was, he was like, oh, it's the remix? Oh. Okay, well, I didn't know you could do remixes, but, you know, I don't do remixes. Yo, know, the nigga <laughs> just said, why wow, shit like that? Disrespectful.
1: Yo, I was looking at that list. The list, I noticed that um, Teddy didn't play Remember the Time.
0: Yeah, he played some other
1: shit. He played he some played other Mike.
2: So. Cl- he played some other money Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. weird. That was good. He weird. was thinking too much, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, he was probably trying to be like I I I don't know. I mean, Dangerous is a good track, but I think when they played that shit, it was it was like maybe like I I don't know. You know, remember the time? I think it, that was when everybody was waiting for. I gotta say that Babyface pretty much gave me every damn song that I was that like waiting for. Mm-hmm. Except for like, uh, I thought he was going to hit us with um, what was the other Whitney joint I was calling for? But but whatever, he still played like a Whitney joint. Like it was uh, a, it was it was a little weird. He didn't hit us. With, remember the time? But you know what I'm saying. It, I is, thought it. I thought Babyface was weird for not playing more
0: Whitney, even though he closed with Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. I
2: mean?
0: and I knew he was going to close with Whitney, but I thought ba- Babyface could have got into a Whitney bag that would have. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess he won. Any like I, you know, I don't, you never know. I don't know.
2: I think I think face wasted a couple of his Whitney's on Karen White, but, but <laughs> yeah, but them shits was joints though. Them shits was this fun. nigga wanted to remind us about Karen White. It looked those like was, that because those was, was two top, those was Those was those was number one R&B records back in the day, and they was White. top forty, top ten.
0: But Pat, he wanted to remind us of it, like you, like it, it was, it was like. Almost like a conscious effort, like you know, I got these people in the bag, like the Tony Braxtons and and them, but like I want to remind you about Karen White, and he just threw that, you know what I mean? Like he did that on purpose or something. It felt, it felt like,
2: yeah, it felt like. But then everything else he played was like a pretty like well remembered hit. I think except from yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it was uh, it w- it was good. You know what I'm saying? And I for the life of me don't. Know why he played Jam and played Dangerous and didn't touch? Uh, remember the time. Yeah, I
1: didn't. That was that was, that was weird. When I'm, and I'm just looking at the the list. Like I don't. It's different when you could be in the Florida battle and feel it differently. But it didn't, I, there's no way you don't put that on. And with, fa- and, and with and with face playing like the type of shit he was playing, I also thought because I believe
2: that Teddy produced uh Heaven Can Wait off of uh, Michael's uh, Invincible. I went to the damn good. Uh, album and shit. I, I thought he might have threw that in there because that would have probably been something that Face Lane But I don't know if this is big enough to get everybody hyped as it would get me hyped. But yeah, I mean they both did their thing. And I mean I think Teddy about like 50, early 50s, and I know Face has got to be like 60, 61, 62. So I mean it's definitely that age difference, and mm-hmm. Teddy definitely has like you know Teddy was calling him you know Big Bro, so Teddy knew his place. But Babyface definitely took advantage of, like, reminding him and everybody else that, yeah, you, you the little nigga. I'm that yeah. guy.
0: You yeah. didn't have to call him Big Bro. Like, I understand it was the age thing to call him Big Bro, but they competed during the same periods of music. Mm-hmm. So, if, I mean, I don't know yep. why. If I'm Teddy, man, I don't, I don't know if I do that. I don't know if I can see that feeling.
2: Yeah, but I think he felt, I, I mean, I think I, when it came down to it, I, I think he probably just felt like so honored, you know what I'm saying, to be in the room with baby <laughs> face. Why, though? Because it's baby <laughs> face. I mean, we. it's funny because we look at Teddy Riley, you know what I'm saying, and we think about, you know, we think about all of He's Teddy it. Riley. Joe, you wouldn't nah, be like nah, that. Yeah. I Nigga, mean, you would not be like that. I wouldn't be
0: like
1: that. Okay, Good. so now let's not, not rationalize have, it. Not, yeah, not if you let's, had that resume. That yeah, said, yeah like, let's not rationalize
0: it, this. yo.
1: You touch a hole as Teddy, and it's not a, you know, I didn't listen to it, but I'm just saying as Teddy Riley, you have an entire genre of music that they yeah. never physically
2: <laughs> but, touched. Well, here's the thing about Teddy, right? I remember Teddy being humble as shit on, I think it was a Breakfast Club interview, talking about how the nigga went broke and shit. After being the shit for like however long, you know what I'm saying? So I think there may be a certain humbleness to him okay. having not all having not, you know, did that dope shit that. and always be on that level. I don't believe baby face ever went broke. You know what I'm saying? No. So, yeah.
1: so I, think, I
2: think that's part of the psyche too, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like yeah. the respect of course, but also like, damn, there was a point when I had the dopest shit out. If niggas was seen me, they probably thought I was worth like fucking eight or nine figures out this bitch and I was broke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so, I mean, it is what it is, man. But, yeah, he was—he was—he did, like, shrink a little too much when he could have been real, like, you know, chest out. Like, I'm Teddy Riley in this bitch. But I think he also kind of felt, maybe also not having all that, you know, production and shit behind the niggas dancing. I think that was all. I think that might have been how he was going to get his hype up and shit before and being stripped. It took away I some know. of his swag because he, he came did, in there dancing he himself. He didn't need that,
1: yo. He didn't. Yeah. Need, it was it was unne- it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. No, but it,
0: but the difference was like there was a whole routine and shit when he yeah. opened up. So it did take away some of his swag to just be sitting in a room playing his songs versus a baby face whose music was based on that. sitting in a room playing his. Mm-hmm. Songs. So,
2: so that that's another thing. So yeah, there's a couple different reasons that Teddy might have been like, you know, shrunk a little bit in there, but you know, fuck that shit, man. That shit was classic. It's like like Swiss and Timberland, they do that shit classic and they 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 try to shoot for the stars on some Diddy and fucking Dre shit because they like they they kind of think, where the fuck do we go from here, you know? So I
1: don't know, man. It, it was it was a good night though. It was a good night. All right. All right. well, salute to them. That was great. It was great for the culture. I, I don't know what's up next. I just I've been hearing every time I hear Swiss talk or Tim talk, it's always a havoc versus um out, uh, havoc versus Yeah, and, and Swiss even said he had a drop. He has a drop from um from um uh, Prodigy saying that he wants them to battle. I don't know how he got. I don't know. Well, how it's, it's already in the works is. though. Yeah, no, it works. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. But he was saying he has a drop, saying that he wanted them to battle. I just didn't understand where that part came from, but I'm sure he'll reveal soon. And they said there's a bunch. I saw our Swiss talk. He said there's a bunch of and stuff. In the want works, alley, def- nah, hell no, hell no. Um, out. Well, I'll tell a story later. But yeah, but he's. Uh, I know there's a, a JD plan. He said there's a puff plan. So. Waiting to see is exciting. I hope they get it all in. I hope they they figure out the sound where they could just come on and play. They should have that aspect of it figured out. So we'll keep watching and see what's good. Um, this past weekend we had a couple of new albums that came out. I'll just run through them real quick because I know it's probably one me and B really want to do go into a little bit more. Uh, the baby, blame it on baby dropped his third album in the last two years. Uh, let's see who else came out. I missed one. Oh, Westside, excuse nigga? me. <laughs> Who, West Side. Oh no, no, West Side West Gun. No, I
0: know what you're talking about. About that West
1: Side album is mm. official. West Side Gun, Pray for Paris and the Dream. That shit
0: is official, When I when I started listening to the West Side shit, like it was hard to listen to anything else, yo, because I just kept on playing and playing. I played like three times the day I got it, you know what I'm saying? Don't sleep on the West Side, yo. Um, what is the lot's favorite shit? The second track on the shit, it just they just go crazy, man.
1: Little vacancy. I mean,
0: Yeah, he got um he got Tyler they created on the album and shit. Like he he has some joints. He got Wale on the shit and all them shits is hard.
1: Joy badass Freddie Gibbs. Whoa.
0: That Freddie he let Freddie Gibbs just go off Off. in the beginning of the song. (laughs)
1: Like
0: damn, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He might as well have said I bomb atomically and it just went oh god.
1: (laughs) It was hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh Oh, and oh one last song before we I out which one we were going to go to first. Division released their long-awaited album of Mules. We could feelings. do that one last. but like, Last, get, yeah, yeah, we could do yeah, that one but, but, You was um, already in the West Side Gun unless you want to move to something. Well, so.
0: I, well I was going to move off the West Side Gun because, yeah, I mean, unless, unless y'all has a take on that.
1: No, 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 I not Okay, <laughs> so then,
0: yeah, so the Dreams album. I think the Dream is one of them niggas that, like, you only think about when you mention them. You know what I'm saying? Like he got to come out with some music, or somebody mentioned him to Dreams. Oh shit, he's hot! Like that Dream album is dope, God! Like that shit. And the thing about the Dream that's gonna drive you crazy every time he drops something is you really gotta listen to the shit he's saying because it's all straight bars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Dream is an R&B rapper, but it's straight. R&B music like he hits notes and shit like that it's all like ballads with music you know what I mean but mm-hmm. it's just those vocals and I mean it, and it's just those lyrics that come through and everything you just feel that shit you know what I mean like I don't know did y'all listen to the Dream? Nah I
1: did mean? I didn't, I, didn't. You didn't
2: I, was, I, I put it on listened to a couple tracks and shit but uh, I just in to mood for it at the time was bad, but, bad times, but nah it was, uh, what I heard you know I like I mean fucking you say I mean yeah, the
0: music. Yeah, I mean, I listened to the Dream album, at Times. I think my favorite song on there, even though Janae Ayako is on the song, on the album, and, you know, I love her, um, my favorite song on there right now that I play the most is Hard For Me. You know what I'm saying? This nigga said, I'm gonna make you, he said, I'm gonna make you call call to your God for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga would say it's a wild sit on this track, man. You just gotta listen to it. Listen to Hard For Me if you just wanna hear that shit. But, hmm. um, we can get into the mix, though, because I know Alex was feeling the divisions.
1: <laughs> division, yeah, that's <clears throat> the reason I didn't get to really any other album was division of music on feelings. I mean, I just played this album over and over and over again, and I heard something new every time I heard a new yeah. sound or something, just the way they, they put they put everything together. And, yeah, I mean, crazy. I don't want to go song by song, but I mean, yeah. it's just, everything is just a hit. And then, but I will say, the top half of the album and then when i got to the middle i was like oh shit it just completely changed and got more up tempo yeah it got a little bit more of a bounce and the songs ran together like a story mm-hmm. and i was like oh shit and then i was like it's the sequencing on that is yeah. excellent as oh, well that was like it's a the way it flow there's yeah. the money behind this one and like i just so i enjoy it was a great listen like i didn't feel like oh okay when i went to it when i went through it the second time i was like oh i'm gonna skip it now nah, i just listened mm-hmm. to it straight through again because that flow was just so Perfect and once they hit that pocket around song seven or eight or whatever mm-hmm. the mid it just kept I was like now nah, I could just keep listening to it again and again and, and that's that's,
2: that's, and that's definitely like a like a treat when you have an album that don't doesn't doesn't just have like good songs when it's like sequence. well I know we talked about this before but when it can you just you know press play just let that shit rock it's like
1: it's a beautiful thing but now, what go y'all,
0: what's, what's y'all niggas favorite songs on favorite song like if you had to pick one song.
1: Mm. Oh, what song is it? I'm a, and This re, this song is my favorite song and I'll say for a specific reason. Maybe it's because I was in that Teddy Riley babyface groove. I think it's called mm-hmm. I think it's for us the sound the sound of it is a mid-90s ballad sound. Like it's a throwback sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that probably because I was kind of in that
0: yeah, babyface Teddy Riley groove yeah. that,
1: that I, I mm-hmm. gravitate to that. Cause it's, and plus it's different from what you hear today that they wow. gave a real traditional R&B sounding song. I think it's Number 15 about for about right Yeah, that's, that's it. How like about
0: you, Actually, that's, that's
2: me, too. Yeah. me, too. Yeah, I think that's on the that, one uh, I ain't gonna lie. That Brian Michael Cox was um, working on this shit, too. I ain't gonna
0: lie. My favorite oh. song right here is the first song, y'all. What? Yeah, I the, think they killed that shit. Yo. Oh, no good, no good, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they just... Killed, like, I feel like he just killed that with the vocals. I feel like the, the lyrics on this shit was crazy, y'all. I feel like what they was... You know what I'm saying? Like, everything. I feel like they just put it, everything together, and they was like, yo, we just going to start out by dunking on. I remember, um, it, like, John Thompson, um, when 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 Patrick Ewing was in college, and John Thompson was like, I don't care. Like, when they got to the championship game, he was like, yo, he's like, my nigga, I don't care uh, if the shot is going to go in. Just block they shit. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I don't care if it's a goal ten, You know what I mean? Just block they. Intimidate them from the door. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what these niggas did, yo, on well, this no-good shit. Like, I feel like they killed the intro. I mean, obviously, the it's an amazing, you know what I mean? It's an amazing uh, um, work um, of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but I just feel like they killed the intro. Um, I feel like the... Uh, but honestly, I feel like Friday was a great day for music. It was. I think what I said is um, West Side Gun is like abstract art. You know what I mean? Like, his... His albums are are really like abstract art. If you really if, if you get into this and you and you and you like this this abstract that he's he's throwing up, it'll somehow make sense for you and then you'll love it. Like you'll be like, holy shit, like why is the nose over there? But I like it, you know what I'm saying? Like Picasso <laughs> or some shit. You know what I mean? And I feel like what Division did is they they just finally put some shit together that was just like their albums have all been dope but this shit is just crazy, you know what I mean? I feel like they did their thing. And um, and the Dream album, I mean, he does what he does, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a dream, like, dream. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's a Dream, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, it's sex tape four, so you know what he's talking about. And it was just all L. Like, I feel like, I mean, y'all niggas should listen to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, I'll
1: get, yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll to get it. back to
2: it.
0: Yeah, but I feel. but the thing is, is that, like, if you're... If you want to compare the dream to division, like you're not you can't do that. You know nah, what I mean? Nah, yeah, yeah. But nah, if you listen to the dream album and you'll be like, all oh, right, this is this some dope shit. That
2: to me. Yeah, and before we get off with of the new music, I just wanna say, uh, I appreciated Baby on Baby, I appreciated uh Kirk, but uh, the baby could have kept this last drawing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like motherfuckers say keep making the same song over and over again. And I mean, it's kind of the truth, you know what I'm saying? Some are better than others, of course. And uh, I've been, you know, I've been a fan of the damn song and the way he do his thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if there was even a track that really grabbed me on that album. Nah, Maybe there's nothing that stands out. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that's like, okay, I'm going to have to put this on a little playlist in, rota- in rotation. Like I, gave this shit, like, I gave this shit a full listen. I ain't give it a second listen yet. But, so uh, and, you- I'm, and, I, and I may not, you know what I'm saying? It was like... Mm-hmm. Come again, you know what I'm
1: saying? Come better. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Actually, you know what? I did give it a second listen. It just wasn't as bad. I didn't feel about it the way I felt about it the first time I listened. And mm-hmm. that's probably because I went in with higher expectation. But yeah. I said what I, I know, I think, I don't know if I said it to y'all, but I said to somebody, I was like, yo, I'm not really giving artists that I expect something from a pass during quarantine because now you have the time to really go back, listen, and fix things. You're not that perfected artists, like, and since we've been told, like, a baby face where you know what you're doing, like, when you walk into the studio, you know what it's going to be, what you coming out with is a hit. Now nah, mm-hmm. you got to take some time and protect your sh- perfect your shit. Like, you should be giving us, you should be giving us classics. Somebody new, maybe, maybe not, but you should be giving us classics. We shouldn't, experienced artists shouldn't be coming out and giving us just, like, a throwaway. Like, oh, y'all home, so y'all gonna listen anyway. That's all I felt this album was, but it didn't deserve a deep dive. But, again, but, but do really, before we get off, Joe. I had a question. I know you were a big Kid Cudi fan. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to his single or anything. like. No, he dropped he dropped a um, song on Friday. I don't know. I I put it in our group chat. I didn't know if you had a chance to listen to
2: oh, it. Oh, nah. You mentioned it, and I was definitely going to go back and check, but I, I okay. didn't get around to it. Though. I'm going to check it, though. Uh, I, so I, know, I, I, I do fuck with Cudi because, like, I mean, he ain't the best singer. He ain't the best rapper, but he got something. You know what I'm saying? He got something that inspired, like, yeah, I mean, he pretty much inspired the 808s and Heartbreaks and shit with Ye. and like he kind of was a big piece of like the sound that came from that. Of course, it evolved a lot more, but yeah, you know, I'll definitely go back and check out Curdy.
1: Yeah, and one other song, um, that's just different and interesting. I don't know if I like it yet or not, but 21 Savage put out a song with Summer Walker, and it's a different flow, it's a different vibe, not what we normally expect from him. Yeah. Um, But as we've been talking about that we are in quarantine, uh, this week there has been some movement uh, per states about opening up. Uh, We got a, uh, I guess, from the press conference from Governor Kemp in the great state of Georgia, (laughs) where where B's at, that on Friday, April 24th, that he is looking to open gyms, bowling alleys, tattoo shops, barbershops, salons. Uh, on the 24th, maybe a few other things, but those are the main things that he was uh, talking about opening. And then on the 27th, he's looking at opening movies and restaurants. However, strip clubs, strip clubs, clubs, clubs will remain. Clubs will remain closed. And they, he got, I believe, Governor Kemp was really the first one to come out and say he was going to be opening up other entities outside of Florida who opened up beaches on 417. I want to go to B because I want to know like what's the feeling, what's the vibe, because I know uh keisha lance bottoms had a different message and i'll let you speak to
0: that um it's stupid uh so first off it's dumb everybody knows it's dumb mm-hmm. the president co-signed it yesterday then today said it was dumb you know yeah, what I, mean? I saw that. i saw so, that. i mean it was, <clears throat> I mean, it was it, that, that was wild that, everybody here is attacking it especially if you're black because all of the places that are open, there's all blue collar workers, which really affect black people, especially in the city of Atlanta. None of these white collar places are open, you know what I mean? None of the banks and software firms and factories and schools, none of that shit. You know what I mean? Just the black nigga shit. Like you go to restaurants, nail salons, barbers, you know what I mean? So it's it's almost like a reckless a two disregard. Spot. Yeah, I it's a two spot. Go. So it's almost oh. like a reckless disregard for us. Um mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for the people who maybe, maybe don't believe and um, who, who aren't scared enough, that's the people who are scaring me, are um, people who were never scared enough of the COVID, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's going to be a problem. It is an issue. It's going to be an issue. It, it disproportionately affects Black people. Atlanta is a Black city in the mm-hmm. state of Georgia. So, I mean, this matters. Keisha Bottom said, yeah, stay inside, but... Also true. She also said we've looked, and I can't overrule the governor's ruling on this. You know what I mean? Not even in the city of Atlanta. So, it's just a tough situation that we're in, um, especially mm-hmm. for the underinformed. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's it's a bad and and tough situation and. I'm scared for our people. Like, it, it, it really can have an effect, a devastating effect. It's almost like they're being test dummies. Like when that French doctor said, we're going to test them in Africa. Well, the city of Atlanta, these black people here in the state of Georgia are going to be a test dummy for the United States of America. And it's just wrong. It's It feels foul. And what Trump did today was try to cover his, cover his tracks.
2: Yeah, man, <laughs> man like, like, the one thing, like, like my shit, like I've been like glued to the news. I try to get off it every once in a while and shit. But uh, it's funny. A lot of shit, like besides a couple of my favorite like little shows, I might check out. Like it seemed a little trivial. Like I like ESPN head, they they talking bullshit. I don't really care. So I've been like checking the news, and every time the governor like Georgia opens his mouth, the nigga sounds stupid. Uh, I mean, part of it's the accent, I guess. You know, what I'm saying a little bit, but just the shit he say. Like this is the same motherfucker that. Said he didn't know that this shit could be transmitted by asymptomatic like people. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just it's just ridiculous. And this is like and like you said. I feel um I feel worried for our people because it's like if we get the if we get like 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 we I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna say as a whole we we not stupid, but a lot of times we could be misinformed or, you know, under-informed, you know what I'm saying, and shit like that, and as soon as they say, oh, you can go to the barbershop, you know what I'm saying, the barbers gotta eat, so, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, they probably gonna go there, I mean, shout out to Killer Mike so he's not gonna have his barbershop or barbershops open the shit during this, you know what I'm saying, he's trying to put that out there, but if you ain't, you know, got your money, like, fucking Killer Mike, you might say, right, I'm opening up the shop, and bro's gonna probably go to the shop, same with the the nail salons and whatever and shit, so it's like, when you're in a position of, like, power and shit, you know what I'm saying, I'm not even saying that motherfuckers probably respect their governor that much in the state, but if that motherfucker is the voice that you can go do this, then they gonna do it, and I mean, shout out to, you know, Keisha Lance Bottoms and a couple other, like, mayors I heard in the, in the state that are, you know, pretty much telling the people, you know, fuck what this nigga's saying, you know protect yourself stay low and do that shit but i don't know man it's crazy cuz like fucking um i think about what's going on in detroit and like other like fucking cities and shit like that where there's a lot of us and we catching the shit you know what i'm saying and fucking we know that we have like underlying like conditions and shit just from just like just heritage and shit the way motherfuckers eat you know what i'm saying and just the diabetes and just the stress of the fucking high blood pressure and all that shit you know what I'm saying, and we less and I saw an article today and shit about um a brother that had passed, I believe he was in Detroit or somewhere in Michigan, and he was he was sick as shit, and he said he went to the hospital like three times, and what well, they said that he, he dead, so we ain't get to say it they said he went to the hospital three times and they wouldn't even test him for it and um I know it's something with black women and also with just black people as a whole people don't take like. Are like health concerns as serious as they need as they should, you know what I'm saying? We really like, you know, damn the expendable, like you said, like some test dummies and shit. But I mean, uh, I just hope that people, you know, protect themselves more than just being happy and go do some shit. Like
1: yeah, well, B, let me ask you, what what is the? I mean, from who you may have spoken to or what you might have seen just being there, like, what's the temperature? Like, is everybody like, oh, we going out or like, no,
0: nah. we. Going nah, they saying that. fuck that nigga, yo. Nobody trusts white oh, people, okay. be? Here's the thing. <laughs> nah, I, I'm being real. Like, this Atlanta, dogs. like, you gotta understand, nobody I speak with and even people that they speak with, we're all saying... Fuck this. This is a fucking experiment on black people, man. And we all we have reasons not to just in the same way we had reasons not to initially believe in the covid because we've been historically lied to. We have reasons not to believe that it's safe. Let's go places because we've been historically lied to. And this white man first it was it was Trump and and then it's this governor Nobody trusting these motherfuckers and that's for real. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. Like that's really the vibe. Fuck that shit. And
2: okay. uh, <laughs> another thing with this whole like reopening shit, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh you know, on the other side of it, I think it's fucking ridiculous. All of these uh people that are like uh protesting in states like Michigan and I think Kentucky and some other states and shit Fucking uh, Tennessee, out, mm-hmm. Tennessee out there with their fucking guns and they masks on and they Trump campaign fucking Michigan though. No, that's there. the one that tripped me out yeah Michigan the wildest that's why I let off with that shit and uh it's like these 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 crackers out here with the with the assault rifles talking about. Give us freedom or give us death, nigga. You want the freedom, you had the death. And the only solace I take in this shit is that when I look in to see these motherfuckers, he's like a bunch of white folks. So I mean, you know, I mean I ain't got nothing against white folks as a whole and shit, but I hope these dumb crackers catch the COVID and die. Like it's like these motherfuckers out there, and, and and the thing is, it's like I guess some of it's genuine, but a lot of these motherfuckers is plants, yo. I mean, that's how that's how I've been like here different shit. I, I could be wrong, could be wrong, could be getting like misinformed. But it's like I'm just thinking if it was us out there like that with assault rifles and masks and shit, wouldn't be no mm-hmm. Trump on TV saying, "Oh, they good people." You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, most getting a hell of a pass. I mean, it'd be a mother couple of niggas shot. You know what I'm well, saying? Like we, we wouldn't be able to well, do shit I'm- like this. Go ahead. I, I
0: Just to paraphrase one of our great philosophers, I think every black person needs to do their civic duty and register for their right to bear arms, nigga. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If you want to get rid of these guns and these assault rifles that mm-hmm. they got, you know, all those black people need And that's shout out to Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, and that shit's real. And, uh, I mean, that's definitely real. Like, motherfuckers, they can get that shit, get that shit. I mean, I had my shit when I, when I was in Alabama. That was like, Get them niggas twenty five dollars and show them my like license and it was like yeah and they can get all the guns you want. It's been a little tricky in Jersey. I ain't really tried since I got back, but when, when I was trying beforehand, they was kind of blocking and they got like police station's blocking. It. And this is and I'm a dude that went to fucking high school with the college who went to work. They like with no stops at the penitentiary or anything like that. So it's like I don't know, man. But yeah, if you can get your shit, get your shit because. It's like the more of us they see what our shits legally and shit, the more they're gonna be like, maybe we shouldn't have fucking army guns like be sold like so freely and shit, but
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking at a couple of states where I'm at in North Carolina, I know New York, New Jersey they kind of have a completely different timeline for obvious reasons. Our uh quote unquote stay at home is in effect until four twenty nine so we'll see what our governor says, I'm assuming probably come Monday to see if that's going to change because Wednesdays, I actually got an email asking how comfortable do I feel coming to the office if they open it back up and stuff like that. I was like, hell no. (laughs) I'm not coming back at all. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool, baby. I can work from home. My internet's straight and stuff like that. But if you do practice to go outside, we hear what we're saying here. We would rather for your own safety that you don't. But if you feel that you want to venture out, you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself. Gloves, mask. I don't know, a whole damn garbage, you know, uh, missing garbage bag if you need to or whatever. Make sure that you're protecting yourself and, you know, make sure that you're keeping your distances and keeping your throat moist and all that. It's like that. Um, <laughs> But B mentioned something that was funny and it just brought me right to this point where he said, man, we don't trust white people. Um, on, I believe it was on Friday, Black AF, Black as Fuck, dropped on Netflix, starring Kenya Barris, uh, who was the uh, writer, producer, executive producer, director of shows like Mixes, Blackish. She was a screenwriter. For screen, he wrote the screenplay for um, Girls Trip, right? Yeah, Girls Trip. And he had his own, I guess, uh, mock of his family on Netflix. I finally got to see the whole, the whole thing from beginning to end. I didn't finish it in one day. I found it funny. I found it interesting. I found a lot of the nuances with the, the comedic points that he was putting in there. Episode five is the one. But Joe, I'll go to you first, because I think you were the first one to really kind of see the whole thing.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I, I, was, I was hyped and uh, waiting for it. I remember the, um, the rumblings of him coming out with like his own show that was going to be kind of like this. I think they was going to call it Black Excellence back then, after Kenya kind of left uh, ABC and signed his, uh, I think it was $100 million Netflix deal and shit, um, so, but yeah, when this show came out, like, from the trailer, I remember the trailer dropped, pretty much looked at it like, okay, this is a, like, fucking, this is like a fucking black issue on fucking steroids, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, that's pretty much where it came out to be, like you said, Kenya, um, Marl it off, like, I guess his family, he has six kids in real life, and, uh, his ex-wife was a mixed woman and shit like that, like, uh, Rashida Jones is, and, I really dug the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, fucking it was just it was just fun seeing black folks on that kind of level, just uh how motherfuckers were like acting shit. Now I know a lot of people thought a lot some of it was like a bunch of like Negro nonsense and shit. Yeah. And I didn't catch that from like when I was watching it because I was watching it looking at it as okay, this is a show by the guy that did fucking blackish, grownish and mixedish and like girls trip, you know what I'm saying? So I was kinda so I kinda already put Kenya Barris in a place where he knows how to give us comedy and give us some real black ass shit, but also give us messages throughout. You know what I'm saying? So I was giving him so I already put him up on like a certain like pedestal is he gets it you know what i'm saying right and uh so i enjoyed the shit thoroughly even some of the shit that was like a little over the top you know what i'm saying and um yeah then i was like really shocked when brian hit me and told me that um he was seeing a lot of folks saying that they had issues with it you know what i'm saying i, I guess yeah. i'll pass it to brian now
0: i, I mean I'll, I'll tell you like this man i watched it i really loved it um you know what I mean? People in my family were telling me to watch it, too. Joe said watch it or whatever. I was going to watch it because we were already on it, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like it just I wanted to take a whole day to it. You know what I mean? And so I did and I watched it and I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great to for black men to see how it is. To be affluent in that position like i i understood everything he was saying yeah. yes that's exactly why i want to change yes like you know what i mean like little shit like that like like it, it was it was great to see it articulated like that like it, even though i don't care my position i you know what i mean like i do still kind of want to do these things yes um so all of that was great but yeah they kind of attacked it they they were attacking it was based on colorism i guess they don't know his background or who he is i don't I, mm-hmm. really i don't know the I the the basis of it, but colorism became a main argument. Um, yep. because the the wife was like, you know, a whole bunch of it was, it was calling it light skin praise, um, yeah. saying <laughs> it was color struck, etc. Um, yeah, so it was just it, those 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 were wild. That was a wild commentary. Um, first off, none of us came off the boat looking like this. You know what I mean? Some of us mm-hmm. are light, some of us aren't. You know what I mean? A, it's just a ridiculous idea. It's the, it's new new um new generation Willie lynching. It To to try to separate black people in that way, I mean, there's a lot of movies and shows where we go out of our way to make sure there's a dark-skinned person there, mm-hmm. even when they may not fit. So mm-hmm. for him to do something that would imitate his life and to be attacked on it, it just seems ridiculous just on the face of it. So, yeah, I was seeing a lot of that. And, and that's think- it.
2: And I think that part. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, and I, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact, like, like I said, I went into it like pretty much like knowing his work and kind of researching his life. Like the woman on, um, like Tracy Ellis Ross's character on Blackish was like the first character based off his wife, who whose uh, name is Rainbow. Yeah. Who, who name is Rainbow, and yeah, she's mixed, and she is an anesthesiologist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. So I kind of like knew his his whole. So I kind of knew where he was coming from. So colorism never even got to me. And even on the show, like the littlest boy, he was brown. He was probably a little bit darker than all of us. And what I I loved about the show was um, the performance from uh, Iman Benson. Mm-hmm. And she was actually a little bit browner than like the lightest of the bunch. But I'm not gonna go into that colorism shit. I liked her because she was like she was like kind of like a Yara Shahidi. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. You know, she was cool, but she was, like, well, not as cool as y'all was in, in that show, on Blackish and uh, grown But she was, just, she was just a really good character, this intelligent uh, Black girl who was looking at her family through this whole documentary shit and having these really, like, grown-up takes and shit, but at the time she was still, like, you know, you saw the kid in her. It was... I thought it was a really well-put-together show. And uh, one of my favorite episodes was the longest episode in the show was episode five, and it addressed mm-hmm. something that I kind of, like always struggle with going back and forth and shit, thinking of myself as like, well, being like a certain, like, kind of a black intellectual, you know what I'm saying? And shit, and when, uh, and sometimes my critiques are like uh, media, that's why it's funny when I was looking at some, listening to some of the critiques of this show, like it was like cooning and shit like that, because like, uh, I'm just rambling, let me get back to it. The episode five pretty much featured on how we look at like black art, black like uh, films and like TV shit, and it really delved into do we need to celebrate everything that's black even if we think it's trash or do we think it's trash because it doesn't have like white folks in it it was was a whole like thing it had some great cameos from people and I I can't see someone watching like the episode 5 like all the way through and having some issue with this show not being intelligent and, like, thought-provoking and shit. That, that's just me. Or maybe it hit me different. I don't
1: know. No, no, no. I think that I think that was it. Like, you know, it was a great show. I mean, the colorism part, I brought, I remember I put in the, in the um, group chat and B responded immediately. So he must have, I was like, damn, he must have been having these conversations. But, again, going to what you said, Joe, I just don't think a lot of people knew his background or even knew. Of who he was about and where all this was coming from. But I think if they watched it and got past it, they'd be able to see what it was about. But, it, um, you know, obviously it's going to have another, well, I'm assuming it will have another season being there as a deal. I don't know what else he has coming up under that deal, but I'll be looking forward to those other shows that he may be producing under that deal, under the next, excuse me, Netflix deal. As well, he, so salute to you, King know ahead, before we go. You
2: know what I want to say? I didn't even like, uh, what's it? It's uh, they had a character in there who was like his best friend from like the hood who we had like his writing staff, yeah. I chose the shit, and I didn't even like realize till I looked into like the credits that it was like Bumper Robinson and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 he, he looked mad different from back in the days when he was Dorian on fucking, uh, a different world, yeah. yeah. The world, I didn't <laughs> even like peeping. Like, he looked, I mean, I guess because he pudgy. ain't gonna lie
1: I did. I didn't peep it. Like, I just maybe nah, I, saw maybe it, I seen him in a minute. I saw it, but you yeah. know what, King is so tall. But in the shows I've always seen him in, he's always been the tallest mm-hmm. person. That it threw me off. That I was like, yeah, I had to ask my wife, "Is that him?" She's like, no, nah, that's him." I was like, "Oh shit." That's what threw me
2: too. It's like, could you? get like you Towers? towers. Yeah. It's yeah. Like,
1: a word, man. <laughs> funny shit, funny shit. Um, from one black excellence on to some more. I mean, he's just uh, Michael Jordan's been black excellence for a long time now, but as he finally released an actual Michael Jordan sanctioned docu- documentary by himself, which none of it I have seen because I'm gonna throw to you guys in a minute. But last dance premiered on Monday, and I believe the second uh show Andre. is just. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sunday and the second show was on Tuesday
2: if no, I'm saying. It's- no, but Sunday. The show is uh they are doing five oh, okay. weeks, uh two episodes back to back. I believe it. they come on at nine o'clock on ESPN like ESPN two. They're gonna do it for every Sunday night. But replays are probably gonna be whenever, so
1: Yeah. No, nah, we could go right we could jump right in we could jump right into it. you wanna start off, Joe?
2: Uh no, nah, I mean Brian the uh, resident basketball head, so he should kick it off. I I I really enjoyed it. Um because
0: it showed the progress, it showed the progression of Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Like it didn't just leave us in the last season. Cause it's called the Last Dance, which would you know, which was what Phil Jackson called the last season. Phil was only given one more year. Um Jerry Krause kind of broke up a dynasty, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. just with hubris. And et cetera. And cetera. so, and and at first, like, the first thing I said, I, I think, I hope you, I don't know if y'all see it in the group chat, I said it everywhere, I said, I hope this shit is not just a full Jerry Krause episode, because, like, I would have hated that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they gave him the right amount of time, because, I mean, he did affect the Bulls dynasty, he did end it effectively. Michael Jordan said he's not going to play there without Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause said, Phil Jackson, there's no way you're coming back, you can go 82-0, and so... That it just stood where it stood, but then they really got into Michael, and like I liked the fact that they that we got to see, you know what I mean? He didn't get into the varsity, he didn't make the varsity team as mm-hmm. a sophomore in high school. Like I, I I liked the fact that that um they showed how he, how how quickly he got better, even in college. Like James Worthy was like, "Yo, I was I was better than Michael Jordan for two weeks," you
1: mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Like, it was just, like, it, it, the way he got better, his progression, you know, he hits the jump shot um, to win the championship game. And then even after that, he gets better. And then the way he got better, he wasn't really like that in, in um, at the end of college. And then all of a sudden he starts in the NBA, and then he's, like, the man, like, doing some amazing shit because, you know, this is – but little did not you know, like, the niggas in the hood, they used to always say – North Carolina passes too much anyway. You know what I'm saying? So like, you never know that whether they were stunting Mike's growth or not. You know what I mean? You never know because it's like a team game. But it was like an ISO game in the NBA. Like he just got to do whatever the fuck he wanted to, and the nigga went off. You know what I mean? And like to to watch his progression of a player that just wanted it when he got it. And got better, like that was kind of cool for me to watch, you know what I mean? So it's, I mean, it's an interesting series. I, I think they're gonna get into Dennis Rodman next, which you know might be cool because I always really kind of wondered that relationship between Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan. Like how that worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to add to it. Uh, I appreciated the first two episodes. I tried to watch them. I was just tired to tell from sleeping weird during this fucking. Uh, quarantine shit but I ended up getting uh, but I recorded it so I could make sure I, I recorded because I knew I may not make it through and I did get back and watch the episodes and um, like Brian said it was cool to see uh, uh, bits and pieces of like uh, Michael's life um, before he became like Michael Jordan you know what I'm saying like fucking uh, we all heard the story about you know Mike you know didn't make the varsity team this that whatever shit but like just to, just to hear from like his family about how hard he Work to get back to, to get you know, make sure the next he was there. You know, what I'm saying they said it, you know, kind of helped that he shot up about from like 5'10 to about like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, over the summer and shit. But uh, it was, it was great. And um, now nah, just just hearing that about how Mike came into the league and shit, and how the team was trash and it was all cokeheads and shit, and uh, how he came in and started turning shit around. And um, yeah, man, and I also love the the light that they put on like uh, Scotty. During the time and shit, cause I, I would not I didn't know that part of Scotty's uh, life that he was, um, that he took that season, kind of took a big piece of that season off on purpose because he wasn't trying to rush back to the team and like lose his summer, you know, getting his surgery and rehab, and then he was like, fuck it, I'ma wait till the season start, and I think a lot of that had to do with him being locked into that nine year contract that he signed, which is crazy to sign for he like nine. It. He, he he wanted to make sure he had his bread, you know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah, now nah, it was uh, it was it was really cool. Like the, um, I know this is just a uh, like 20% of the whole shit, but they got me. You know what I'm saying. I'ma definitely tune in and um, check the rest of it.
0: I'll say I'll say this man. I feel like they overhyped. Mike Jordan wanted to overhype Scottie Pippen for whatever reason. Like Scottie Pippen was not the second best player in the NBA. Um <laughs> off from it first off, like, you know what I'm saying? I get it, but you know what I'm saying, like like it, it's all good and all the rest of that. Like Scotty was good, like I get it, but I, I feel like there was a concentrated effort to like hype Scotty Pippen because real niggas was trashing him for a long time. Like the whole Detroit Pistons team had been trashing Scottie Pippen for years. But also real niggas trashed him because he, he didn't just take off parts of seasons. Like he took off championship games and shit. Like the nigga, you know what I mean? Nigga, oh I got a headache. I'm not gonna do. It. Like the nigga would would whine about all types of shit and not play. So, you
2: know what I mean? Like I get it. He, and all he the rest of that, but I feel like I feel like I mean, it's like Scotty wasn't a killer. You know what I'm saying? But I think the whole thing was, he could be the man, on, damn near any other team in the he league wasn't. at the time. I mean, he, but Jordan I that, was out of league
0: for two years. He wasn't.
2: And what did he do during that time?
0: He, he was an all star, but he wasn't the man.
2: No, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. I said on any other team, he could have been the man. Not to say that he no, would have been the man was, to lead a championship, but on a lot of other teams, with his skill set and shit, like he could have been that nigga. I mean, what nobody he, was
0: looking to Scotty those two years that Jordan was out. Those I remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, we looked at it. Yo, nobody was looking to Scotty. Like, we was not hyping this nigga up. Nobody was saying he was the great, he was good, and none of that shit. That was around the time when niggas was like, okay, Grand Hill. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, it was,
2: I'll, oh, say, this nigga I'll say this. I remember thinking that the Bulls was going to be trash when Michael Jordan had left a year and they weren't trash. That was the
0: story. That was the main that story. Was it, was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was around the time because the, when when Magic left the Lakers, they were trash. When Mike left the Bulls, they weren't trash. So the comparison was Mike versus Magic and the impact that they, that both of them had on their teams in the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because but the team was still put together and you can't take a championship squ- swagger out of a team. I mean they were executing plays with flawless execution. It wasn't Scotty though. Like I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Like I know it sounds crazy. But like I watched because it was an argument, like it was a big fucking argument that everybody used to have. And but it wasn't about Scotty. It was about Mike versus Magic, which was like a feeling at the time.
2: Yeah, but I I don't know. man. I'm going to say that they did pretty well, a lot better than I thought they would have did when Jordan wasn't there. Now, that's not to say that. No, that's true. I think they still won, they still won like by, like 50 games. Uh. They
0: were the champs. Like, uh, it, that's the thing. Like, when you have a championship team and you didn't really take anybody away except for, like, I get it.
2: Except it, for it
0: the Illness nigga. nigga <laughs> that's, that's what took them over the edge. But to be a championship team, like, you have to have, like, a team. They were still executing plays. They still knew each other. They still ran championship plays. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're, like, we're Knicks fans and shit, but they don't have they're not all on the same page, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, say the, the whole Warriors squad was decimated, so all of them niggas was gone. You know what I mean? But what if it was just Steph that was gone, or, or or something like that, or if it was just KD that was gone, or something like that? Like you would have seen them still execute mad plays, and it would be like, oh shit, like these niggas are still ill. Like just, that's yeah. that's what but, it is. Like every team is like that. You can't take you when Tim, if Tim Duncan was out during the Spurs championship team, like. Like you'd have been like, all right, so they ain't probably not gonna win the championship, but these niggas are still ill, they are still high key but, playoff a playoff team, you know what I'm saying? Like but, because that's what it is.
2: But here's my thing, like okay, that, that season when Jordan left, I'm looking here like this depth chart depth chart and it says that okay, we replace Michael Jordan with fucking Pete Myers, who was getting like eight points a game. Uh, the depth I said Jojo English and fucking Dave Johnson. I'm not basketball head enough to know who these niggas are, but I know they don't equate to like a quarter of what MJ is. So I kind no, of no. Th-
0: that's why they couldn't get to the championship. Shit,
2: so, team. So that's my thing. It's like, like they, if they would have had like a more the Knicks they, beat
0: them that year though.
2: Yeah, I'm like saying.
0: that's what I'm saying. Like they, did like they got there and they wasn't. You know what I mean? They wasn't that that team. They go win 50 games in the regular season. Because they, they had that championship pride, they go execute plays and shit like that, but they wasn't that team.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, they lost, it was that game seven, it was a semi, semi final second round to the Knicks. Seven to the Knicks, games? yeah,
1: they lost to the yeah. Knicks that year. Yeah, yeah, seven games. But yo, the, um, the, was there anything that you saw that was odd? Because I know one of the big things that came out of it, I know you briefly mentioned Jerry Krause, but the other thing. In regards to Scottie Pippen, there's been a whole thing about the contract that he took. Was there anything odd about that? Was it a big deal that he took that contract? Because from what I, I saw, mean, was that when you measured man. up when you measured it up against everybody else in the league, he was right where he should have been. When he, he first, first got been... it.
0: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He wanted years. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Scottie was. Th- it was a couple of things. Scottie was always injured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was type nigga to, to take plays off and shit like that. And he had a whole family to take care of. Niggas was going through some shit. And after that, nobody would have predicted all of the TV contracts. Exactly. That like was the nobody would have predicted that shit. Like like before Scottie Pippen getting that what was it like seven billion a year or some shit like that? I don't I don't remember what it was. It was some shit like that. But it was like it was before. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Before that though, like you got to remember. Magic wasn't never seeing them type of numbers really until the end. Like and I don't know if he got it at the end. Like niggas wasn't getting that. So Scotty, when he got the contract, he felt like he was getting paid. Like if you remember when um niggas niggas take the money out. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like like when like when Carmelo did it. Like it, he looked stupid afterwards in hindsight, but when he did it, he was like, nigga, I ain't never had money in my life. And niggas <laughs> like Scotty and them, they was they, I mean niggas like um LeBron and D. Wade was like, yo. You know, what I'm saying I'm 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 gonna manage my money, I'm gonna manage my time right, and then I'm gonna bet on myself and I'm a you know what I mean I'm gonna think long term. But Melo was just like Scotty, he was like, nigga, I ain't never had money in my life. Taking me seven years, give me as much bread as I possibly can. It yeah. is what it is.
2: And I mean the thing with Scott, you know, after you know that after that whole year was over, he did go to the Rockets where he got eleven million and after that the motherfucker got um Shorty got
0: thirty in a year, y'all.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean he he went back and got his bread, but yeah, I mean it's just one of them things like like you said, it's uh when he took the contract, you know, he wanted to get them seven years and shit like that. Yeah, he could have did like five and then came up a little quicker, could have did like four, but you know, fuck it man. Millions for the of dollars last
0: championship for the last championship he was the what what did they say, two hundred and forty-fourth paid player in the NBA? And mm-hmm. they said the two hundred and forty fourth player in the NBA right now is Anthony Roberson. <laughs> Hmm. Fuck Scottie Pippen. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> we
0: not we not hyping this nigga no more, man. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. He 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 got to the greatest 50 player list. You know what I'm saying? And and that made everybody think he was one of the greatest 50 players. He wasn't. All
2: right. Well, let's say this before we get to Alex's NFL yo, draft. Show, yo, hold on. Like, wait, just
0: wait, quick, wait. I, just quick, I just quick, gotta say quick. something real quick, yo. Right. Lana Richie, man, I respect you, guy. You off that list? Fuck Scottie Pippen. We on Ah, <laughs> Yeah. Here's
2: my thing. Do you think that Scottie Pippen is the best number two of all time?
0: Yeah. Well, he'd have to be because he won um, six championships with the best number one of all time. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like you can't take that away from him. That you know. They gotta go there.
1: You don't so, uh, see, you don't, you don't put Kareem and Magic in there.
0: Uh, well, I'm about to. So here's the thing. You know why you can't? Okay. So here, here's the thing. And, and I really don't want to get into a long, deep, um, geeked out basketball conversation with you guys, um, just because you know it's probably not the platform. But, but, um, like for me personally, like during most of the time, I'm saying Magic is the better player. Magic went to nine championship games. He won five. Okay. Um. Uh, and he he did some of those with, without Kareem, most of those mm-hmm. with Kareem. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But here here's the thing, Jordan and Scotty, and if you have you have to do the if you're doing one and two, they got to six one six. All right, so you gotta give that to them. I don't know who um I I don't, I don't know the white boys that Bill Russell was playing with, and I'm not gonna yeah yeah you That's
1: know what I'm saying? Didn't
0: even mention, so yeah. so the only conversation you could really have with it is the one that you just said the magic Mm -hmm. and and kareem versus the scotty and jordan and regardless of whether jordan was the best number one ever regardless of whether you feel that way or whether history will tell you that's the truth if if that's if that's the case and they won six then it stands to reason that the number two to that number one has to be the best number two so i can't take that away from him i'm just saying he's not one of the greatest 50 players all right so we're having two different types of conversations i know it sounds Convoluted, but it in a, in fact like you have to give it to him like he is the best number two.
2: Okay, now I'm just gonna see if you might argue like I don't know like a Kevin McHale or like maybe like Kareem or maybe like no, a Kobe no. Shaq or some I, shit I like, like that. The,
0: I like the basketball geek out like I, I want it. I want the facts to be real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to, to to be real like he is the best number two, but that's but him being the best number two is why he gets all the accolades, and yeah. I'm saying he doesn't deserve all the accolades. <laughs>
2: that's all i'm saying yeah well yeah i mean i I feel you on that because one thing i i kind of hate like hated like through the years was when a team was good and then like a couple of niggas that didn't deserve to be all-stars that year like wanted to like kind of got in over other niggas just because the team was that good and that and that kind of hurts when you have like you know certain niggas that
0: Nigga, i remember the year that um and I'm a die-hard Knicks fan, but I remember the year that John Starks and Charles Oakley was all stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I ain't gonna lie, like, like I love these niggas. I love these niggas, but they were not. Like, come on. Like, let's just be real. But
1: Pat was that ill that year. You see what I'm saying? But yo, the um, speaking of Oakley, was what? What was was there Oakley slap somewhere? I missed they, it. I,
0: they I gave that. up. They they talked Oakley. They did. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And the cocaine. What was it? The cocaine boys or whatever the hell it was called when he got there.
0: They talked about that too.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll be uh, looking forward, I guess next Sunday, right, Joe? Nine o'clock. Yep. Nine o'clock, and it is well produced. Like it's not no sloppy.
0: It's good. It's, it's good. good. Okay. Yeah, it's well, producer, stuff stuff like yeah. yeah. I like the way that they, they they skip around. I think it's enough action, enough conversation. Um, mm. I just... I, you could tell Jordan produced it because he's completely trashing Jerry's Krause and completely hyping Scotty Pippen for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, That's his guy. Yeah. Is like, he?
0: You never really heard Jordan hype him in this way, <laughs> and now all of a sudden like I feel like it's something. Never mind, let's go.
1: uh tomorrow uh we'll finally actually get some sports that i guess the nation would be interested in ever since we ended this COVID-19 we'll get the first uh professional sport that's just going to hold the draft it won't be any games or anything so tomorrow's the nfl draft where everybody's dreams will die crash and burn because they think they're going to get somebody that's going to be great that's going to take their team over the top and stuff like that, but I mean, why the
0: fuck is you, Debbie Downer, right now? No, nah, I'm not Debbie Downer. The whole thing about football is any given Sunday, my nigga. Like the <laughs> Browns feel like they're gonna win a championship every year
1: before they leave. <laughs> no, nah, I said that, I said <laughs> that because I, I said that because I was clowning somebody today because they uh, really hyped about a certain team. Um, about his uh, Buccaneers Let stuff him be like hype that. I'm a hype <laughs> nah, Oh yeah that. No, I want to kill him
0: Because Gronkowski Went with his butt buddy uh, yeah. that, nigga, that nigga asked for that shit Niggas is fruit flies But whatever Let's go
1: <laughs> But I, just real So since you mentioned It real quick He was traded From the He came out of retirement and left the WWE to get traded from the Patriots to go to the uh, Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick. The so interesting Tom thing Brady about...
2: there in Florida is there. Like, if that nigga was still in, like, New England and yeah. well, shit, he'd be like, fuck this shit.
0: Well, Tom Brady is
2: living in Derek Jeter's
0: house, you know what I'm saying, yeah. right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they out there, they out there balling and having fun, my nigga.
1: Yeah, he just got sighted by the cops. They <laughs> just kicked him out the park because he was in the park uh, throwing around. I forgot what, who he was throwing around with, but he just got kicked out of Tampa Park because uh, you know COVID nineteen ain't supposed to be in quarantine wow. and things like that. Um, uh, the interesting thing about it is is that uh, the Patriots now have twenty two draft picks in the next two in the next two um, drafts, so they would be poised to make a move Do they if they want well? to try and play. They don't draft. They don't draft well. I don't yeah. believe they draft well. They don't. Excuse yeah. me. Let me be most. Specific. They don't draft well in the top rounds where you would get your quote right. unquote stars. Right, they right. get their – You know, they get them in the later rounds and things like that. Oh, um. Man, it's... Go ahead, Joe. Oh. I Hernandez. just a. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. to the guy. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> All right. But it'll be interesting That's tomorrow, man. I mean, the player that everybody's watching to see where he's gonna fall on the board is uh. I don't, I'm not going to say his whole name, but uh, Tua from Alabama Tua Viola. Isn't he going it, first? It nah, it's going to be Hell No, Burrell. it's going to be Burrow. It's wow. going to be Burrow to Cincinnati, but there's a lot of talk about Tua. And dealing with the COVID-19 and not being able to get a lot of his medical, get your doctors from your team to look at him, especially in a sport where the idea is to try and kill you every single play. Uh, with his uh, dislocated hip, to see how much has been repaired and what the outlook could be to be, you know, that's drafting be, a first-round pick.
0: That's going to be the thing for for all sports, really. I mean, there's you're going to see what front how, how front offices are really, uh, uh, which front offices are really good, especially in basketball, like college basketball. They didn't, you know, I mean, they didn't finish yeah, the season. Yeah. I mean, there's no real scouts out there. You didn't get them, see them compete in a tournament or anything like that. Nope. I mean, WNBA just had had a draft. You know what I mean? They just had to draft them off of just GP, I guess. So I mean, it's out there. What are you doing, clicking, Joe? What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. That's
2: oh. that's, that's nigga. Uh, I'm literally doing nothing. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. doing nothing. I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. I thought that was. I, I thought you were you know how you
2: act
1: sometimes. I know. <laughs> but the good thing, to your point, um, B, the good thing was that the uh, for the NFL they were able to get like their combine or you know all those things, in. they just for this specific person they didn't get and you know personal visits, but at least you got the combine and so whatever your information you gathered. Oh, because
0: they did that bef- way before. Right.
1: It was like March mm-hmm. 11th and I oh, March 9th or March 11th, and then everything went haywire after. that. So they mm-hmm. got that in. Okay. And then a couple of teams got a couple of personal visits in, but then after that, cool. You could only go off. You could really only go off for the tape, yeah. Stuff like that. So the first round will be tomorrow. Then rounds two through four, or two through yeah, two through four, will be on Friday, and then Saturday will be the uh, uh two
2: rounds.
1: through two through three. Uh, yeah, that's um. Thursday uh, it's
2: gonna be the first round. Mm-hmm. Coverage gonna start at eight o'clock Eastern. Uh, Friday doing rounds two and three. That's gonna start coverage at like uh, seven p.m. And it's, like you said, Saturday it's gonna be rounds four through seven from like noon till God knows when. Uh- uh, I'm <laughs> curious. I'm curious to see what the whole shit looks like. I mean, cause um, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really care too much about niggas like going up there or this, this yeah. that and the whole shit. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about it is when uh the people be at the desk, and, like, they actually, like, bring up footage and tell me who the fuck these random niggas are that I never heard of in every damn round. Like, they always got graphics for these niggas, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yo, shout out to Aaron Hernandez again. This will be the 10-year anniversary when he got drafted, and yeah. it, was, it was three years ago this week. It was April 19th when he when he uh, passed away, so he cut himself and shit because the CTE and the gay shit and the murders and uh whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, uh,
1: yeah, before we before we get off the drive, I know, um, uh, Joe. Do you have a preference for your specific team?
2: You know, honestly, I don't I don't care. You know what I'm saying at this point because um, I just go back to when the Giants fucked up and they like beat the fucking uh, the Redskins and they took us out of running for um, my nigga and shit. Uh, what was it, Young? Oh,
1: What's Chase this? Young, Chase
2: Young, Chase Young. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, I'm just you know hoping they fill out like the team, have they fill it out. You know what I'm saying, and uh, that's that, man. Like I'm on, like I'm in a, uh, I mean, the Giants won some championships in my lifetime, all the championships in my lifetime. And I'm old enough to appreciate like the last three. So yeah. it's like if I need to, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, so I can fall back into, you know, fuck it, man. Yeah.
0: It is what it is, Mo. So <laughs> uh,
2: if that has to be the thing, then it has to be the thing. But yeah. I don't have any like real preference uh, I for mean, it. I mean,
1: well, Brian's team is sitting in an interesting position. Um, I'm gonna be real 13. with you. I feel and the way 31st, Joe feels. Thirteenth and thirty-first, yeah, thirteenth and thirty-first. They got two. You guys got two picks. Yeah, in the I, first round.
0: I still feel the way Joe feels about it. Like I'm pretty agnostic about it. Maybe just because of everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty agnostic about um about what the, the 49ers do. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something smart. I expect the 49 Niners to be good next year. It's really hard to get to the Super Bowl two times in a row. So, I mean, I just you know I'm kind of agnostic on the, about it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. It'll all go down tomorrow. We'll see if there's suspected OBJ trades that's still swirling around. But we'll tune in and update it next week when we come back. Um, do we got anything? Oh, one other thing. Uh, twenty five years. Damn, what was I? I wrote it down. Where did I put it at? Oh, twenty five years. Mob Deep, infamous mob album. Classic album. That dropped. Driver... Nah, yeah, that's
0: one of my favorite <laughs> albums ever. Actually. Oh. Yeah. I still, if I, it's the, it's one of the only albums really that I could turn on, listen to the whole thing and catch mm-hmm. the whole vibe, like an mm-hmm. feeling. Like I don't have that with most albums, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I don't care what time period it is. That's probably, if it, if not my favorite album ever, it's one of, no, it probably is my favorite album ever. Probably my favorite album ever.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hip hop mm. album or are you saying your favorite album? Album. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't know, I, I don't know another album that, that I feel the same way about.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. I can dig it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That was a moment. That was a moment. Yeah. From top to bottom. <clears throat> but so salute to I my masterpiece prodigy. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm,
0: my bad. so i my bad. like I remember like the tape. You know what I mean? Like putting the tape in my cassette. Like I remember the feeling. I remember the smells. It reminds me of mad shit like '40s and black mountains a little bit. You know what I mean? But it also reminds me of like outside. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like outside. You know, it felt. It feels like. It feels like. You see the way everybody was moving. Like you can't. It's not just a song when you listen to that shit. You know what I mean? It's like they take you somewhere else, and then you just live there with them, for the entire album. You know what I mean? Like, and that right. is. That's just. I don't, I can't I, I I I can't say I do that with any other album. I can't say that. Wow, yeah.
1: that's interesting. That's interesting. Other than that, anybody got anything else? I think we I believe we covered everything. Yep. Stay, stay safe out there. Keep your fuck Scotty Pippen
0: his punk, <laughs> punk ass. You know what
1: I'm saying? Fuck that future kind of stupid
0: ass contract.
1: Let future fuck your fuck your BM fuck your wife or whatever. <laughs>
0: And hey,
2: around,
0: yeah. <laughs> I know, cause I, honestly, man, honestly, man, when I be saying fuck niggas, like I, would, I don't know if I would go that far, cause that's horrible. Like, like niggas, niggas killed themselves over some shit like that before. You said, like, that's some crazy shit, like Future, and it wasn't just one time, like it was a couple times. Like, mm. that's a great, mm. and then did a song about it. <laughs> Oh, uh, i like to big sense of Gucci flip-flops. <laughs> Scotty. Mm, 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 He's mm. on fire. The <laughs> <laughs> NBA Jazz This is Scotty Bigger. He's on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck Scotty Pippen. All right, man. Let's get up out of here, man.
1: As always... Uh, as always, you can get at us on Better Than You on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace.
0: Hey, yo. It's all peace and all the rest of that, but um, this nigga Sky Pivot is trash. Let's talk about some shit, man. How the fuck is you gonna let somebody fucking baby? bug? I would never let that, that happen, yo. This nigga, I bet you he's like, I bet you he was like, um,
1: Uh. All right, my niggas, man. What, honey?